My voice is warm. So I can Well, that was actually good, Shania. You heard it? It wasn't <gasps> bad, Shania. I'm giving her training. You're giving her training. Wow. Okay. She lives with a Broadway professional, but you're giving her training. This is true. This is true. This is true. <laughs> we know our skills. <laughs> Anywho, I'm your host, Shania Andes, and of course, I have Pastor Nathan Cassis. Ooh. Hello. Pastor Tony Cassis. Hi. <laughs> and Dr. Robin Cassis. Hi, guys. <laughs> right. So we're coming in hot on this one. Because Dr. Robin, right before we were pressing record, was ready to go. Yeah, I, I wanted to talk about um, why this heading... So what uh, is the heading? And the it's called Brother or Keeper. What what's is the difference? The difference. <laughs> now, here it is. What is the difference? Now I'm hearing so much talk lately. So much talk on YouTube. Oh. So much talk on every every form of podcast. And what they've been saying is not keeper, but brother. Oh. That we are our brother's brother Ooh. and not our brother's keeper. So I listened and it made no sense what they were saying. I'm glad you said so that. I thought it's time now to show the difference between your brother's keeper and your brother's brother. Well, of course, ev well, I don't want to say of course in every portal because things, you know, change. Um, but we did start with the sermon from you, Pastor Tony, that I heard was such a great message that lead led us into this dynamic that we're going to unpack uh, today. But Pastor Tony, as per usual, please give us a recap of what you discussed today. Thank you, Shania. Very humbling introduction. Oh. Uh, we <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Settle down. We tackled we tackled um, 
the the subject of PPP. I can do it better. Pride's perilous presumption. I can do it better than God, and I can do it better than my peers. And it basically was a a revelation of how pride works and its deceptions. And so, um, ultimately, we looked at the incident in the Bible called the the, the rebellion of Korah in um, Numbers sixteen. Korah was a a freed slave like everyone else in Israel, but he he believed he he was he was uh, what's the word? He was privileged. He had rights that he didn't really have rights to, and so him and his band of merry men <laughs> tried to, in a sense, steal the priesthood from Aaron. And their claim was the whole congregation is holy and you, Aaron, and Moses are lording it over us, which is a kind of attitude that comes through a lot of people who are very ambitious for, you know, maybe a leadership position or ministry. And so... It's it's typical of people who feel that they're always on the same level as their leaders and that creates problems because being a leader isn't just being gifted, it's it's sacrificial, it's it's time consuming, it it really digs down deep into your character. And the irony of uh, Cora was he, he hadn't paid one iota of price to at least show God that his heart was a servant heart or that he was willing to invest in, you know, his approach, whereas Moses spent his whole life, you know, living for um, this call on his life, cost him his comfort in Egypt, you know, and and then um, 40 years of God um, breaking his spirit, like break, breaking his self-confidence, and so... You know, leadership isn't just a matter of just being called. There's a price to pay to be a leader. And unfortunately, I don't think Cora and his band of merry men were, they were unwilling to pay that price. But they did pay the ultimate price in the end. God judged them with their lives. So we went through some of the basic tricks that Satan plays on us when we try and tell God what to do. That was basically it. What I thought was interesting, um, I wish I, my, my phone was fully charged because I wrote so many notes. You brought up how the difference between Korah and David and how David paid all the prices but yet didn't expect the privilege. And you also brought out how Jesus found, what stood out to me was how you said Jesus found his identity in his father's will. That's very good. That is very, such very good. a powerful. Because I said to the church when the Lord had given me that unction about the pride of thinking we know ourselves better than God knows us. Because we have that pride of wanting to be in position. But then the Lord said, but I'm also stripping away the pride of, well, I know how I operate. You know, and we say that to people, you know. It's like that kind of saying in the world, well, I know my M.O., you know, I know how I think. I know how I res- I know how I process. I know how I respond. And so, Pastor Tony, what I thought was really powerful was when you talked about that. 
because then the Lord said to me in my spirit, of all the things Jesus could have found identity in, being the savior of the world, seated at the right hand of the Father, you know, um, the answer to everything, you know, uh, the righteousness of Christ, yeah, like the literal, you know, conquering death in the grave. Of all the things that he found his identity in, it was doing what he saw his father doing, speaking what he heard his father saying, and literally doing his father's will. And that is literally the opposite <laughs> of exalting yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because you're talking about pride and how when you exalt yourself, God will humble you. And when you humble yourself, God will exalt you. But I thought that was really, really powerful because um, tying into that, Pastor Robin, maybe if someone had told Cora to pipe down, he never would have got to that place in the first start. What do you think about that, Pastor? Speaking of being a brother's keeper. Brother's keeper. Oh, I agree. I think if he was checked a little earlier, earlier on in the piece, I, I do believe Cora and was it Dathan? Mm. They were conspiring like months and months and months before this incident. So they were they were getting bitter and angry really fast. So you got to watch those two things in your own walk. I think that brings us to the point that we can talk about even tied up with this uh, keeper and brother. Of course we are to be our brother's brother, but being our brother's brother doesn't keep us in the truth. Come on, Pastor Robin, you got to get into this. Doesn't keep us in the truth. When you are your brother's brother, then you're going to accept his form of truth. You see, you understand what I'm saying. I'm picking you see, out what you're putting your down. brother will see you on the level of himself, and he will say, "Now this is my truth. Oh, not my I'm, truth. I'm allowed to have my truth. That's what Cain did. Yeah. He had his truth." And what was his truth, Pastor? An untruth. And that was his way of doing it. Yeah. My way of sacrificing is better than God's way and better than Cain, uh, Abel's, Abel's way. way. And so we're going to throw this open to the panel here because when you That's are it. your brother's keeper... Not his controller. Oh. Big Many difference. aspects of this. Big difference. Many aspects we can pull out of this one. But when you are your brother's keeper, you will keep him in the truth. Mm. In love. In love. Yes. Now, if you are your brother's keeper and you're not keeping him in the truth in love then you're controlling him. Uh, this is what changes. The whole thing is the love again. part. Yes. The love part. So let's have a look at maybe Cain and Abel. 
Let's have a look at their life and let's see what the Holy Spirit shows us about that. Because I wrote a whole book on You this. did. It's called Are You Your Brother's Keeper? Yes. Being released very, very yes. soon. And so Pastor, Cain, and then you've got Abel. Do you think that Abel tried to keep Cain in the truth in love? Um, I believe he would have attempted to. Attempted to. Yeah, mm. But Cain was already under the influence of some demonic spirits. The Lord warned him after um, his countenance fell when God didn't accept his That's sacrifice. Right. The Lord said something like, you know, sin is knocking on your door and you should master it. And he, unfortunately he didn't. He began to entertain hate and then that turned into murder. And so... He also entertained being on the same level, on the same level, brother to brother. He couldn't see that his, son, that his brother would want to keep him in the truth. His brother would want him to experience a, a relationship with God that only came by doing it God's way. Cain decided that he wanted to give his sacrifice his way. And so this is what happens when you become a keeper without love. Oh, oh Jesus. Without love. And so how many times have we been in a situation? Oh, no, don't ask me, please. Oh. How many times have we been in a situation where we have to tell the truth to our brother, but we must always remember to do it in love. You know what's funny about the cane? And the, it's, this is we're going there. We go there. Abel never lightened the load. Never of God's blow on Cain. Mm. He never diminished his sacrifice to look like Cain's. He never went and said, well, Cain, God's not approving of your sacrifice. So to make you feel better, I'm going to offer up some vegetables too. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so he didn't compromise. He didn't lighten the load. And I said this to someone tonight in counseling. When you know God is doing something in your brethren, don't interrupt the flow of the Holy Spirit by trying to lighten the load of conviction on their life. Very good. By trying to make it land softer. Mm. The Holy Spirit wants it to land in a convicting way so that it can transform them. By you trying to lighten the load, you're preventing that from happening. Sometimes there needs to be a heaviness of conviction that comes upon them. And all you can do as a keeper is say, you know what? I've got to take my hands off and I can't make this easier for you right now. Because you've got to understand that God is trying to get to you. You know what I'm saying? I do. Because we do this opposite thing where we try to control people through by being their, you know, by being their brother. And then we do the opposite thing where we're like, well, I just, you know, I just don't want to get involved. Like, you know, I just want to pray for them and love on them. But they're walking off a cliff and you want to love them off the cliff. Right. It's very true. You can't love them off the cliff. You've got to say, listen, you're walking off a cliff. So what I want to say is, here's one more point here, and we can open this. So, Pastor, come on in. But 
It's to do with when you're your brother's brother, you are never going to be able to minister to him. Because you're on the same level. But if God makes you his keeper and give you a truth to give to him and you do it in love, you'll be a minister to him. Not controlling him, but a minister to him. Now, I know that Abel tried very hard because he was that type of man. He loved God, and when he saw his brother going in the wrong direction, he wanted to keep him in the truth. Yeah, wow. He wanted to. But Cain, pastor said, no, you're on the same level as me. You give your sacrifice, you give your offering, and I'll do it my way. So there was never a ministry taking place where he could bring him to that place wow. of truth in love. What do you think, Pastor? I, I think you're spot on with that analogy of what went on because... It's so sad, the first generation of human beings and there's a rift and then it degenerates to, you know, a brother killing his, his brother. And so, and these guys are like the first blood brothers. So, you know, um, Adam reaped in a sense what he had sown in his rebellion. Yeah. You know, God saw his son Adam die and then what does Adam do? He sees his, he loses two sons, not one. He, the, the, the older son kills the younger son and then the older son is banished. He doesn't see him again. So there's a, there's a price to pay when you allow, you know, pride to set in. And that's what it was. I think Cain's pride was hit when God said, no, your offering isn't good enough. So we have to watch that. Is that all right? Yeah, I think that's great. And so... This is something we need to keep on going into because so many times in the church we're having this problem continually where brother to brother can means no ministry can take place. Any gossip. Yeah, yeah gossip, you know uh, compromise, uh, making the brother feel good. And one of the biggest ones is letting the brother do it his way. And that's the story mm. of Cain and Abel. But you were talking about David today. And David, David what a, was a brother's keeper when he spoke and said, we will wait on the Lord. Yeah. We're not going down to do and to kill Saul. We will wait on the Lord. This will be the Lord doing this. Why don't you tell us some more well, about that? After the break? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've already gone into our first segment. So we're going to go on a break. We'll come back and Pastor Tony will continue. Amen. Hi everyone, Ashley here from Torque, New York. I'm here to give you the upcoming event. On April 4th at 6.30, we'll have the next Resurrection Sunday production. To 
give you some details, every year we do a service of the resurrection of Jesus Christ through drama, acting, creativity, and the word of the Lord. Stay tuned for this year's theme, The Fury of His Love. Please, oh please, you can come and join us in person or you can join us online. Tell your family, tell your friends, share, and we'll see you there. guys hopefully you have recuperated from that last break because that was a smorgasbord of truth we got to keep you guys in truth as you're listening because we wouldn't be portals if we didn't but we want to continue this conversation dr robin wanted to kick us off with the story of david and give us another yeah. biblical example well so go for it pastor, pastor robin, actually robin. spoke about it today in the in the message tonight, actually, tonight. And he brought the example of David. Now, David was called to be the king, okay? But yet, there was another king, Saul. And uh, David's cousin wanted David to take his rightful place. And, but David said to his cousin, no. The Lord will do this. I will not touch God's anointed. And so this is what Pastor was sharing with me today, sharing with all of us tonight. And I saw him more than just a brother to his cousin. I saw him as a leader who was keeping his cousin in truth. truth. In love. Go ahead, Pastor. Yes, so he had to make the choice, do I take matters into my own hands, kill Saul and um, ascend to the kingship uh, by my own hand or do I wait patiently for the Lord to deal with Saul? So twice David had an opportunity to kill Saul, the king, and he both in both occasions he chose not to because of his fear of, of the Lord. He reverenced God enough and trusted God enough to bring him to that position when God saw it fit mm. and timely. And so he had two of his men, in fact, a whole group of them encouraged him the second time to kill Saul. And he said, no, I won't lay a hand on, on the Lord's anointed. And then he, he, um, he made sort of like, prophetic suggestions he said he'll either get sick and die or he will go to battle and not come back or something might happen to him that God will arrange for him to be removed but as for me I will not put my hand on him in order to promote myself and unfortunately there's not much of that in the church is there in the church it seems to be get out of my way I'm going to the top it's just like the world so we have to get that sort of Adjusted. Uh, or, or there's great compromise. Great I'm sure there's other people in, uh, in the Word of God that truly became brother's keeper. I think Jesus was, I was gonna say Jesus is keeper. the perfect example. Why don't you share that? Well, he spoke, he, he kept 
he kept his brethren, he kept his his close twelve in truth, but with love, through love. Yes. He said, you know, ye of little faith. I mean, that's pretty strong. Saying, you know, get this truth. Like, but when he said it, it was for their sake. It wasn't to be right. It wasn't to prove a point, and it wasn't to command them. You know, or to I, control. Them. Yeah, like I'm your keeper. I'm not your crutch. I'm your keeper. I'm not your commander. Yeah. There's two. There's two power. Like you know, there's two really diverse areas where you can go. You can move out of the enemy wants you to move out of being a keeper to being a crutch, mm-hmm. where your brother comes to you and leans on you for everything. And like I said before. In the before we went in, and you let that happen because I'm always about the process and the emotions because it feeds some insecurity in you, and you get something out of having that person keep coming to you. But guess what? That's not being your brother's keeper because you're not leading them to the place that can bring real transformation. So we already talked about that. Then there's the other aspect of you being their commander. Where you say the truth to them, but without any love, you just tell Boy. them blatantly. But, but pastor, that is not truth. That's facts. There we go. That's just facts. You see, because when when you speak the truth, you're speaking Jesus. Yes, you're it's not a speaking facts. And don't throw Jesus in your mess because yeah. people do, do that too. But we have mess. Christians that do that and we've done it and we're coming out of it where we hear something like, oh, okay, well, keep your brother in truth. And now we go to the opposite end of the spectrum where I'm just going to tell you everything I see. I'm just going to tell you everything. Yeah, You're everything off in this. That's wrong You're off in this. You. You're off in this. You're off in this. That isn't love. No. no. You tell someone for the sake of them being more like Jesus. Yeah. The, the whole idea is when you introduce the truth, you're introducing Jesus for the, he's the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. See? So, therefore, he's saying, I'm not a truth. I am truth. I am truth. So, if you're introducing Jesus as truth, it has you to have all the characteristics of Jesus attached to the truth, which is compassion, yes. empathy, yes. gentleness, kindness, love, peace. If your truth doesn't have those things attached, it's then you're not facts. introducing Jesus, you're introducing facts. facts. And so when we do this, you see, I want to come <laughs> from the position that when you do give the truth, because you're giving Jesus, you're not controlling. You're doing exactly what he did. He was truth. He spoke himself to his disciples. Yes. You see, he never controlled them, but he was a minister to them. Yeah. He wasn't just a brother. He was a minister. It's true. And this is where we do miss out, Pastor, all the time. I, I'm sure there's more examples. Why don't we bring it out? Because I'm telling you, this is something we need to learn yeah. to do. Yep. 
because if we don't see this, mm-hmm. then we let brother be brother and brother then gets to believe whatever he Ooh. wants to, just Jesus. like Cain did. Well, another example, Pastor, is Paul and Peter. When Peter was hanging around the Jews and they were trying to get the Gentiles to move back into being physically circumcised and Peter was beginning to bend to the pressure, Paul kept him in truth and said, hang on, bro, let me remind you. Yes. You know, let me shake your reality and remind you. And because of him doing that, Peter got to be used more than what he would have allowed himself to be used to reach a Gentile people. Peter would have settled for, you know, the old way of doing things. But Peter, but Paul was like, remember that vision you had? Remember? Remember? So I think that's a perfect example because, again, when you keep someone in truth, it's for their sake. It's so that they can grow. The Lord's been talking to me lately, a lot lately about this phrase. You don't look like Christ in this area. It's what I've been learning. And so when I keep my brother in truth, from me, from my perspective, it's like, hang on, you're missing out on looking like Christ in this area That's exactly for right. you, not for me. No. I'll get the benefit, but for your life, you're missing out. If you're entertaining that rejection, if you're entertaining that inadequacy, brother, sister, you're missing out on the fullness of Jesus Christ in that area. Yeah. And, and if I don't keep you in truth, you're never going to get that experience of living that fullness of him and, in that and, area. And that means that you spend time giving the truth in love. You don't gain from that. Yeah. You give from that. You never – I mean, you can gain as maybe – I don't even know. I don't even know if it's a satisfaction, but maybe it's peace to see another brother, you know, getting that truth. But I I really want to show tonight what is the difference between keeper and brother. Keeper always implies without love the truth your controller. Your commander. Your commander, definitely, in yeah. every way. And brother, it's sad to say, stops you being a minister to him and he's on your level and he will have his truth and you will have your truth. Now, let me say I've heard this so much lately on uh, the YouTube you know, everybody's entitled to their truth. And this is because their statement has been, don't be your brother's keeper, be your brother's brother. Allow him to believe what he wants. Oh, my Lord. How now, if you that? believe things like that, that's so dangerous, Pastor. So very, very dangerous. So what do you think about what we're talking about here tonight? Well, well, the danger is you'll end up sinning like Cain. 
and that means both of both you and your brother are, are at a disadvantage. So for your brother's sake, but also for your own sake, um, you know, take on that that posture like David did, wow. and and then things will go much better for us. Why don't you tell us, please? Why God didn't accept Cain's offering? All right, so there's a lot of theories on that one. Um, the most popular one is that because he refused to offer up blood mm. on the altar. And this is what religion's all about. My way of approaching God is religion. And on the other hand, Abel offered up the, the best of his flock, the first the first fruits of his, his flock, but he offered up blood on the altar and, um, you know, he put fire under the under the sacrifice. I, I don't believe that Cain actually offered up what we would call a burnt offering, right? He just presented it. And so everything Cain did was Cain's idea. And that's the gist of what the word was about tonight. Yes. I know better than God. I know how God needs to be served better than God does. And, you know, Pastor Nate brought up uh, a, a very important point right at the end when he said, you don't know yourself as much as God knows you. You think you know yourself, but you don't. And uh, God saw the potential of Cain being the firstborn for pride to get in the way, and he warned him, and he, and he didn't heed the warning. The warning. So isn't that sad though, Pastor? Like, he's mm. the first human being born from the mother's womb, Cain, mm. and he ends up being the first murderer in yeah. history. Yeah. And also the first man to go to hell. Very interesting. <gasps> Did you know that? Cain was the first one to go into that portion of Hades where the unrighteous dead perish. And it's interesting how God can speak to a murderer. Uh, can you, uh, this is a really good point. Cain, the murderer of his own blood brother, was still being spoken to by God, God right up until the time of his... Good luck, Shanae, what something in after this because she just gelled with something you just said. Okay. Go hold for it. Hold on to you that said, oh, hold on, portal. Yeah. Go. No, it was right in the line of what uh, Dr. Robin and I was supporting last week. But I don't want to reveal her gym before she wants to reveal it and it was something about the holy spirit and the before and after situation do you remember what you said possibly you might have to just uh remind me she dropped so many gems you know i caught it because i wrote it go to the index why don't you throw it again i just like catch it again yes you were saying the before or after conviction. Oh. Yeah, and learning. Oh, the, the beforehand yes. and learning, I was just always yeah, learning yeah, the before hindsight or and learning the, after. Yeah, yeah for yeah. your brother's yeah. keeper. I was just thinking about that, how that was kind of subtly tying in to that because we know um, the Lord was trying to get to Cain even beforehand and he didn't wait. He waited to after to hear him, I guess, to be convicted. And I remember what you were saying last week in a subportal, but that was unrelated subportal. But no, if you but it's to true. But do you know who else? I just got that from the Lord. Adam and Eve. Yeah. Adam and Eve. Let's go back to the garden. 
was Adam Eve's brother or was he the keeper? Which one? Well, I mean, being a brother isn't a bad thing, but what, for the sake of this portal, we're saying Adam did not keep her in truth. He didn't keep he her in did truth. Not. He should have so rebuked brother. her he should have been when brother she sinned. And keeper. He okay. should have rebuked her when she sinned, and the whole story would, would have, have been different. Yeah. He should have said, you have sinned, and we need to go to God, and we need to ask right now we need to repent. for forgiveness. Yeah. And the redemption story would have been a different story. And but he did it because of his own. Didn't, <laughs> because he didn't, he couldn't be a minister to her. Oh, Jesus. Remember that? He blamed her. Mm. He passed the buck to her. Mm. But he lost the opportunity to keep her in the truth. And minister to her. But Pastor, can we go even deeper? Go. He deeper. used Eve's rebellion yes. to express his hidden rebellion. You know what? Very much. Nope. Nope. I'm done. I need to go move he the car. He used the vulnerability <laughs> of his wife. You're not going to move the to car. To <laughs> bring something up. He capitalized on the opportunity of Eve falling to say, This is what I really want. And that's why I'm not going to keep you in truth. Because I've probably been thinking about it, but you acted on it. So I'm going to let you take the fall because it helps me live out my rebellion. That's, that's the truth of it because he didn't have oh, the guts. Oh, 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 Eve was oh, oh. deceived. Yeah. But Adam knew. But he was Adam aware. Adam knew what he was eating when he ate it. What he was doing. Oh, not the subtle agreement. So, and sometimes we do that with our brethren when they come to us. Let's talk about another perspective of being a keeper and not a or being a brother and not a keeper. Someone will come to us as a genuine in asking us to for prayer or for you know um, help and be literally like they're coming to us and saying, "Be my keeper in this." The subtext of their cry is, be my keeper in this. Yeah. Put not, me in truth. Not Correct controller. Me in, no. My keeper. But put Keep. me in the, yeah. Keep. Put me in the lane of truth right now. Help me before I fall. Help me before I stumble. But what do we do? We capitalize on the opportunity because it brings up something in us that God hasn't won over. And rather than keeping them in truth, we join in their Rebellion. And I want to hit the word keep. Keep means something good. Yes. It's not something bad. If, if you help to keep me in something, that's a good thing, a very good thing. But to Cain, because his perception of God was warped when he said, what, am I my brother's keeper? Yeah. What keeper meant to somebody else, it didn't mean to Cain. Definitely. And this not. is really important because what your perception of keeper is will be dependent on how you think God is your keeper. Because it comes down to that. We want to turn the word keeper into controller. We do. We do so much. We want to do that. And I see the word keep. 
as something he keeps me in perfect peace. Yeah. He keeps my mind stayed on him. Last keeps week's portal. He on keeps him. me in truth. Yes. He keeps me in love. Yes. He keeps me in a sound mind. That's the right. The fruit of the spirit. But we think it's he commands. Yes. yes. He controls. That is not the word. And that's what Cain said. That's why he reacted like, what? Am I my brother's keeper? Am I responsible for everything he's got to do? That's what he was saying. No, but he's your brother. He's your keeper and tried to keep you in truth and you murdered him. (gasps) We're going to go on a quick break. We just, we're going to go on a really quick break because I don't want to stop this flow from... Just spilling over is so good. And listeners, brace yourselves because we're going to keep you in some truth when we come right back. And the second announcement is that Connect Groups are resuming in April, the month of April, the year 2021. We believe that April is the month that God has shown us is all about connecting and reconnecting. So every second Thursday night, We're going to have special connect groups located in different locations, different boroughs, each so that everyone can get a chance, whatever borough they're in, to be a part of it. Also, we're going to be adding some special interest connect groups based on what God is calling you to or different prayer types and other things to come in the future. So we encourage you to join your connect group, build connection, build godly fellowship, and, you know, godly community, and really lock in so that you can connect to your completion. We'll see you soon. God bless. So you wanted to tell me that thing that I needed to drop. Why don't you quote that for me? Yeah, I was, well, in our sub-portal, which we'll add to this because it was too good to not add, Shania. um, We talked about a couple of things just then. We talked about Cain's perception of Keeper was completely marred because of his perception of God. Yes. And it reflected, he thought Keeper meant commander, controller. Yes, power. Power, hungry, yeah. But yet when I was just examining with the spirit then, who was the first called keeper in the Bible? And it was Adam. Adam was called to be the keeper of the garden, the caretaker. But here's the interesting thing. When you're a caretaker or a keeper, listen to this. Adam only got had to keep what God made. Is that what I'm saying? Come on. He didn't have to create anything. Didn't have to create one thing, but just had to keep it so that it was healthy. Yeah, he didn't have to create applying it to today in our in our our lives, our walk. He didn't have to create the change in his brother or sister. No. The Lord said, "Caretake, I'll do the work. I'll convince. I'll con- I'll convict." Just caretake. Just be someone that caretakes. And it's funny because, thank you so much. It's funny because um, we were talking in the sub portal about you can't be a keeper without being an intercessor. 
Try. And the word is consistent truth. This delivery of one-time truth, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, it's got to it's got to go because that isn't love. No. If I just give you truth one time and one time only just to prove that I'm right or tell you the right thing, yeah. but I'm not consistent in my delivery, I'm not consistent in my intercession for you. We were talking about how Pastor Tony talked tonight in the story of Cora and Dathan when they rebelled. Yeah. Moses being a true intercessor, yeah, said, "Right, I'm going to fall on my face right now and intercede for you because he saw that the Lord was going to judge them. So he said, brother, I'm going to intercede for you right now. And I said to Pastor Robin, literally these words, when you said that, I said, I wouldn't have fallen on my face. I would have slapped him in the face. You know wow. what I mean? I would have because in, Whoa, in our thinking, pasta. in our thinking, you've wronged me. This is an injustice towards me, right. you no, know, and God backs me up. I'm the one he backs up, but yet God could trust Moses with that position because the first thing that he did, even when an, an injustice towards him, when they said, we can hear God just like you, he fell on his face and he said, right, I'm going to intercede for you right now. And then when the Lord broke out that plague in the middle of the Israelite camp, he said, Aaron, run and get the censer. Yeah. Run, and get, run and get the censer. Run and offer this up now and go between the people. What a true intercessor. That's, that was love. He didn't let offence get in the way of him being a keeper. No, and that's, that's another thing. Offence doesn't work with love. Oh, Jesus. Get into that. So I was just thinking about um, Moses and he truly was a keeper. David was a keeper. Yep. And I was thinking of David. I, I don't want to talk about the further down, you know, in his life. I know he missed it and such like that. But what he did with Saul yes. was amazing. Amazing. And you know what I truly believe came out of all that? Saul was convicted. Yeah, wow. Constantly convicted, expecting David. To kill him. But he just couldn't keep up with the fact that David had every opportunity to take that place. But you know, by keeping the truth with his cousin, God convicted Saul. Wow. He convicted him. Wow. And set him up. For when God judged the situation. <laughs> I don't know if you want to add something wow. to this, but wow. so I think that this is so so important to see the difference here. I look at the word keeper and I don't see control. You know? Mm. Because every time you look in the word, he keeps me in perfect peace. You know, that is not controlling me. No. Keeps me, you know. Keeps so my mind it's stayed on you. very, very warm and, and personal, mm. you see. And it's not hard and callous. 
But the thing that I wanted to say to you all, and that is, if we're going to be ministers of the truth in love, then we have to be our brother's keeper. So when Cain said this, the answer is yes. You are your brother's keeper. We are all our brother's keeper. If we can keep them in love with a truth, with love, then we will stop them from slipping, falling, believing lies and then being transformed to the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I add something, Shanae, quickly? And then I'll bounce back to you because it, it, it ties in with what you said. I believe that the, the what is related to the truth, but the how and the why is related to doing it in love. Pointing out the what will always lead back to the truth. But how you do it and why you do it will show whether or not you do it in love. Yes. And it's really, really important to understand that how you deliver and why you deliver. How you keep and why you keep. How you intercede and why you intercede will reveal whether or not your truth is delivered with the love of Jesus Christ. Well, it's not even, not even that so much. It's he is truth. Yeah. So you deliver him. Exactly. I think this is, this is the key. Are we getting this? We're, we think that uh, when we tell the truth, that that is truth. That's just facts. It's just facts. If we're going to tell, we don't tell the truth. If you want truth, you deliver Jesus to them. That's very good. I'm, um, I'm just reminded of a few things because we've been talking about just kind of this relational concept in church and it just reminded me of some relational situations <laughs> of, you know, even working things out. Like I say from my own perspective of delivering the truth and it's just making me realize that sometimes things don't always go well because there's no investment in it. Yep. So sometimes the there bickering is still happening because we're not investing into each other to try to see, you know, grace, to try to see where that person is coming from, to try to see, you know, and work together on the change we want to see within the one another. And that was a, a huge point that just stood out to me when you guys were saying that that investment is important because, yes, you can say it, but if you are missing any one of those con those components of the how and the why, then it's not, it's just a fact is what you're saying. Can um, I, uh, to, to say what you're saying ahead. there, what you're saying um, is in the counselling world, they call it the hot potato syndrome. Ah, uh, yeah. 
It's where you have a hot potato and rather than carrying that hot potato and the weight of it and the feeling of being burnt, you shift your problem or you shift the hot potato onto someone or something else. And sometimes we do that as being our brother's brother and not their keeper because being their keeper sometimes means you have to go, like you said, investment. You have to go through it with them. You have to cry with them. You have to, you know, pray with them. You have to war with them. You have to stand with them. But a lot of us just want to deliver truth like a hot potato. So let me drop this hot potato in your lap and live with it. Uh, I'll throw it back to yeah, you. I you want know. No hot <laughs> and so you you said about investment. Let's go back to the garden. When he said you're going to be the keeper yeah. of the garden. What did this mean to Adam? That meant he had to invest time to walk around to see that everything was wow. well looked after, wow. you know? And God gave him that place. So he had to invest time. He had to invest his eyes to see. Yes. He had to invest every part of his being yep. to be his keeper of the garden. And he had to learn what we said tonight. He had to take in information. He had to go and study the animals and be like, right, you're a yes, zebra. There you go. Sorry, I'm Australian, so I say zebra. You're a zebra. Zebra. Right? You're a giraffe. Right. This is a plant. Right. You know, this is a tree. Right. Okay. This is a, you know, a, just even that required him to look and learn. Funny enough, the angel said to George Washington in that vision, son of the Republic, look and learn. And do you, know? you, do you know, after God gave Adam such a privilege to name them, truly was he invested this in it. this? Was he invested as the keeper he actually got to name the animals. Which shows you really only get to name something in your brethren's life uh -oh. when you're invested That's right. in them. Otherwise, you don't get to name anything. Ooh, that's a word. And you can hit that word. <laughs> Pastor, you need to come in on this. Wow, he's like, uh, he's like, like we're going to keep you in truth. Yeah, come, come, in come in, I we know you've your... got plenty to give. I think you guys have covered it all. I, I don't, I don't have any more insight as to Cain's like um, defects. I think we maybe, maybe Abel's attitude needs to come out a little bit more. Come on, tell us. I believe that um, they would have had conversations about their faith. Because we're told Abel was a prophet. Jesus yeah. names him as a prophet. Um, Jesus said that the Pharisees were guilty of the blood of the prophets from righteous Abel to Zechariah, the son of Barakiah. Um, and so what did, what did Abel prophesy to his brother? What did he represent to Cain that was godly that Cain refused to heed? Why don't you tell us? I don't know. He might. He might have 
told him, look, you know, you know how these sacrifice, this sacrificial thing goes, my bro. Why don't you buy a couple of my best sheep? There you go. And offer it up to the Lord. But that would mean his younger brother was showing him up for his selfishness. Right. Trying to tell him what to do. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I hear that a lot. Can oh, right. That's good. That's good. Uh, Abel, uh, um, you know, Abel was a type of Christ as well. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> and here we have the younger, in a sense, leading the older. You know, Cain was being told by his younger brother how to... Um, serve the Lord properly. And then Cain was trying to tell God, I can do it too. Mm. Well, at the time it looked like, I would say it looked like Abel was Cain's keeper. He sure was. And that's what we said. We said earlier on, we said, when he said, am I my brother's (laughs) keeper? You know, he was being sarcastic. Mm. But in actual fact, Abel was Cain's keeper. Yeah. And when you don't get the right perspective, you will kill what's being put (sighs) in front of you. Ooh, instead of keep it. Instead of keeping it, you will kill it. Say that again. That's got to land. That's got to land on every person. Yeah. When you don't get the right perspective... Of what God's doing, I can tell you right now, you will kill what God wants you to keep. And what do you use to kill? The Uh, truth. The truth. So your truth becomes (laughs) facts. (laughs) (laughs) Your truth becomes facts. Unmake me. (laughs) Unmake me now. Let me let me say this, guys. Facts will kill. Oh truth. Because he is the truth and the life will give life. I'm just thinking of so many times in my life where I've done exactly what we just said, where I gave facts, looking back doing some soul searching, and it killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It killed. Yeah. And it really, really did damage to relationships because of maybe my own pride or maybe my own inadequacy or maybe my own, you know, wanting to feel like I had an answer. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is so powerful. That's exactly what we do. We kill. Yes. We don't care. You know, like mm. uh, we have, uh, just say somebody comes in and into your life and uh, they've only ever known how to be rude or to be aggressive in, your conversa- in the conversation. And you, you, you're a Christian and you say, you know, um, you make an excuse. Oh, well, the, the emphasis is on me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the emphasis on you to keep the truth, keep him truth, right? But that doesn't mean that you get walked over. Yeah, you're not a doormat. That's right. That means that you have to say, this is not acceptable. I've heard what you've said, but the way you're saying it 
and the motive behind oh, why you're on. saying it and the method in which you're saying it is not acceptable. Come on. I want to, after we come back from the break, kind of touch on that um, because I've known I've also um, experienced some hesitancy in addressing this these type of situations as a minister to my brethren and trying to find that line of not counseling them but ministering to them. So when we come back from break, I would love to elaborate on that very point. All right. On we how can. we can start moving into doing that yeah. effectively and relationally. So, guys, we'll take a short break, and we'll be right back. Hi, everybody. It's Pastor Nate here again. I seem to be the one that brings you all the cool announcements. Not. Anyway. Two announcements, we have Dipping Night resuming its relaunch for 2021 in person. That's right, we're coming back and we're being in person again, face to face, shoulder to shoulder, rubbing on each other in a godly way, in a safe church way. So uh, if you would like to join us in person, registration for this will be online. It will be released this week, the first week of March, and then it will be available for the other events that will take place in person. There will be a new format, some new things introduced because we're changing things up. But as always, we are doing things in flow with the Holy Spirit, following His lead and making sure that we give you the best and helping you to understand the voice of God and how to, you know, partner with you and see God's plan fulfilled for your life. So Dippy Night is that place that you need to come to if you want to hear God speak to you. You can sign up now by visiting dippingnight.talk.org. Don't matter what country you're in, what location, if you can't do it in person, you can also do it online. There's more information at talk.org or dippingnight.talk.org. Go there now and be a part of what God's doing. No time. <laughs> Dr. Robin is just. She on no, fire. More, no more corner clubs. No. So, guys, I must say there's a lot in this portal, and they we have been just going gym for gym on the portals live. So, please make sure you like us on Facebook. Tune in with us on the portals live sometimes Monday. Sunday night, Monday morning, depending on where you are, um, because it's well worth the conversation and we get to interact and ask questions and help you further along on this journey. But uh, we ended on this note that you, passionate were about to bring back up, and that's just that fine line of being a minister in counseling. We were just having yeah. a joke of a, a corner club. You know, yeah, we always taking our club. ministry into the corner club of the sanctuary and Bro, I see it. pastoring, counseling and talking and just I, gossiping. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wow. What you got a lot going on I would not. Club. I want to say something here. Just your I would not have a problem if I saw change. Ooh. But it's the same counseling every time. Does your corner club bring change? Oh, not the... 
No. Not the same quarter club. Or does it lead you to insanity? Because insanity is the definition of doing the same thing over and over you again. Know what? And expecting a change. You know, there was somebody in Jesus's um in Jesus' circle. Did he have that a corner had club? Had a corner too? club. <laughs> Tell me, who was the corner club? There was club? Uh, a couple of them when they sat and they, you know, just Pharisees? Thought, well, the Pharisees were definitely in the corner club, but he had a couple of close people oh. that were in his corner club because they were saying, you know, um, um, uh, you know, um, well, I should sit in the highest place. Ah, uh, John. And I should sit in the yeah. highest place. The Sons of Thunder. Yeah. And the mum was the one in the corner club. She was the one in the corner club. she was club. sitting there going, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, remember them. Mm. Remember them, Jesus. Mm. Remember them. Wow. And Jesus said, oh uh, guess what? <laughs> you ask a heavy thing and you're going to receive it. You're going to receive it, but you're not going to tell where your sons sit. Wow. But you'll pay the price for asking. But the Pharisees were just the definition of corner club. Totally. They would sit in the corner in the same room as Jesus and him being... God Almighty could hear their actual heart speaking it, out loud. Yeah. The scripture says he knew what they were thinking. And if you think the corner club is silent, you are wrong. And, and the thing is, Pastor, they if they had turned and gone to the answer, they would have got change. But they went to their peers. Say that again, please. I oh, said if Jesus. they had gone to the answer, Jesus, <laughs> they would have got change. But instead of getting change, they go to their peers and they are still the same. You should see some of these faces in the corner clubs. I've been seeing it. I'm telling you, it looks interesting when I see it. Anyhow, and it's funny because in the that's we were on this corner club thing. But it's funny because in the corner club, you learn to recognize the look. You come in and you see the same look because there isn't any change. There is a look. It's the same look on every person. Oh my lord, I can't. It looks like a side eye. There it is. There it is. Like a mad face sometimes. I can't. I can't. It does look the same, guys. And please, please, I'm learning. Look, please stop disguising your corner club as processing. You're not processing. It is not anything. processing. You are regressing. You are yeah. not processing. Not processing. You're regressing. You're going backwards. If you are living in the corner club, speaking to myself included. But uh, let's get out of this one because this is hot. This is funny. Uh, and and, uh, and, and <laughs> let's uh, let's see that that corner club never brings change. Jesus never King. brings change. And it seems like you're like the children of Israel. You go round and around that mountain when you should have gone round it once and come out and head towards the promised land. Now, in saying that, in saying that very thing, we need to see that God has a purpose in all this. When I got someone coming to me, I want to see change. 
and I will help to keep them, but I want to see change. That is my end goal with them. Look I, more like Jesus. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely look more like Jesus. More like Jesus every day. And not more like the person giving them advice. And can I give you a really good example of this? We, we stick to those that look like us <laughs> in the spirit. Instead of meeting God where he is and being changed, you will not be changed by someone who agrees with everything <laughs> you do. Gee. You will not. You will not. There has to be challenge. There has to be confrontation. There has to be change. And that will not come via someone who agrees with you or listens to you in the corner. You need to be changed. And being changed is meeting with Jesus Christ, not meeting with your best friend. Oh, my. There's another corner club, though, that we don't mention is the corner club that don't want to interact because they never want to be challenged. So they use every excuse. I'm different. No one understands me. So they don't fellowship. They don't get to get personal. They don't get vulnerable. And they look to be kept. <laughs> they don't look to be kept. Don't want to be kept because that means confrontation. That means, uh, you know, seeing themselves maybe in a way that they don't want to see it or vice versa or any of that. To, to, to reject the keeping. To piggyback off what you're saying there, and I'll tie it in that, you know, this conf confrontation is a word that is missing in the body of Christ. Now, here's, the, here's what we do. We always confront when it affects us, how we feel injustice towards us, how we feel that person spoke to us, how we feel that person wronged us. We never confront when that person is in sin. We don't like confronting when people are in sin because it gets us uncomfortable with that person. Well, we I fall out of being, like Pastor just said, besties, we fall out of being that person that that person runs to in the corner club. Well, I'm going to tell you, that doesn't apply to me. I, I can tell you, after being your son for 31 years... I can attest to every single word. I believe in confrontation. I believe that that is I the most too. truth of my life. Sometimes I believe in hard love. But Jesus can believed in confrontation. You believe it, he did. And let me bring you the science. If you don't confront someone with their established way of no thinking. Change. No change. And tell out. them that there is space outside of their established mind pattern, yep. they will never, ever take in new information. Never. You have to bring 
psychologically a break in their bubble. And when you continually, continually. The problem is we do it for our own gain when we do it. That's where we lose the confrontation. But when we continually (laughs) understand, agree and listen, there is no change. Right. There is no change. Jesus said, oh, yeah, yeah. It has to be confronted. So you confront, you bring truth with love. You care for them enough to walk with them in the situation. You don't just give them some advice that they've got a handle on their own. Mm, 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 mm. That's no, good. That's you so don't. good. And you can don't. I say you we were talking about the difference. We're yeah. talking about the difference between counseling and ministry, yes, right? No. This is really important. Ministering to your brother or your sister will always be on the level of how you are connected to that person in the ministry. What do I mean by that? It's called proximity. God will never let you minister to your brethren on something that you are not in proximation to. What does that mean? Yeah, I know what it means. God will never let you minister to your brethren about somebody else. Mm. he'll let you minister to your brethren on how you and your brethren interact in that character aspect that God is trying to bring out in mm. that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he would never talk to you about somebody else in that person's life. Gotcha. Because that would make him a gossiper. Yeah. God's not a gossiper. Right. The difference with counseling is, so ministry is on the level of how it affects you first. It affects you, right? And this is the gospel principle. First, you become a prophet of, what's that place? First, you become a prophet of uh, Judea. Then you become a prophet of Samaria. And then you become a prophet of the whole area. Yeah. So, but the problem with us is whenever we, Whenever someone does come to us to be kept, we never want to keep it in the lane that the Lord has chosen. We always want to say, right, you need to be kept in this, 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 this. Let me keep you in this, 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 this. Take the opportunity to stay in the lane and say, right, I need to keep you because I've experienced this between us on this level. And now I'm seeing that this is overflowing into other relationships. Got it, got it, got it, got it. You spoke to that person wrong. You did that wrong. You didn't do this right. You have done this with me and it's affected me. Mm-hmm. So I have experienced it on that level. Yeah. Counseling is different. And that's why counseling is left up to those that God has called. Because counseling is giving the person an answer to a problem and they don't know the answer. Mm. See, counseling is not ministry. Ministry is always horizontal mm-hmm. yeah whereas counseling is always vertical mm-hmm. you have to give them something from the lord that they have never taken in before got it but ministry is where you relate and you say yeah because i've experienced this in our relationship mm-hmm. so if you see example you see them be short with someone mm-hmm. you say look sis Brother, I have to keep you in truth because I know that you've been short with me in this area and I've experienced it. 
Mm-hmm. And I know that the Lord is working on that in you. Mm-hmm. And then you invest. Yeah. And you say, so I need to tell you, you are not portraying Christ in this character area. Yeah. And you're missing out on full communication with me first mm-hmm. and with your brethren. And it's good. That's good. See, we always want to make ministry about something and someone else. Mm-hmm. But you ain't a pastor. Right. That's a pastor. And let's be real. You're not a shepherd. Right. Because a shepherd has the crook. Right. That guides, guards, and gathers. Right. Yeah. So don't guide, don't guard, and don't gather. Because Pastor Tony said it tonight. It ain't your call. Mm, mm -hmm. You might have all the best advice in the world, but unless you're called to be that person's shepherd, you won't be allowed in the Holy Spirit to guide, guard and gather and i think think that's really important it comes down to uh what you said about uh when people listen to people it you become a listener and you become a sympathizer and you don't become and don't have empathy that you become i understand i understand and uh you know, uh, I'll be praying for you, or I understand how you're feeling. And if if you don't, why are you saying you do? Why are you saying you do? <coughs> Jesus never said that. Never once did he say, I understand, I understand. He never said that. He said, I rebuke you. You owe of little faith. Yeah, he never said, but he oh, was I've been there. there for them. <laughs> but he never said, oh, I've been there, Peter. I know what you're going through. Yeah, I know what you're going through. I know, I know the, f- no, he did this, <laughs> this is how a brother behaves. You let your brother believe whatever they want to believe because you have no authority to get them to believe anything else. But when God gives you the ability and the authority and the role to be a caretaker, you don't allow your brother to believe what he wants to believe. You give him Jesus, who is truth. And he makes the choice on whether he wants to receive it for change. What do you think about what I said about, because I want to make sure that I'm not moving out of a jurisdiction here. I think people try to take on the role of a pastor. Of course. They try Don't to, you know? They try to guide, they try to guard, mm. and they try to gather. And who do they gather to? They gather to themselves. But uh, only yes, I the think today, club. no, Sunday morning, I said to the Lord, if people are not trying to be prophets, they want to be pastors. So everybody wants to be a pastor or a prophet, but they don't want the responsibility that comes with that. Which is what Corey didn't want. He wanted all the privilege without 
the um, paying the price. But with true pastors and leaders, investment, they have the ability to bring change because of investment. Mm-hmm. They do because they're called to be carers, not listeners to gossip, but carers. And so nobody should come to me to gossip about somebody because I won't listen to it. I will bring you straight to that person you're gossiping about. I have experienced this. Can you just hit that? I'm serious <laughs> about this. You'll be like, I'm let's go serious. and talk to them right now. Let's go and see. Let's bring you into the office and let's talk about this right now. You've told me. A lot now tell the person because I, I don't talk about people to people unless that person is there. So this is very, very important. That's the role of a keeper. That's the role of a keeper, keeping truth. Keeping truth but not just keeping facts but keeping truth absolutely with love because you can't do anything else when you say truth truth comes with love that's so true facts don't come with love wow and what would you say be your answer to that question of the difference between helping to be a minister to your brethren and then illegally I like that word a lot but I would say maybe um, not illegally but maybe overstepping the boundary of where that ministerial boundary <laughs> is um, designated an but and moving into well say you know Give me an example. I'm asking how do you like say you've got a roommate right uh-huh. and you a roommate comes to you and you're the roommate and Some they're asking you questions. for guidance or prayer or ministry and where does that other roommate that's on the receiving end... Well, this is going to all depend on how much... Investment. <laughs> ...of a caretaker you've been. I mean, it's Ooh. going to... You just can't have it happen all in one go. You see, I'm trying to tell you right now. Wow, okay, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we jump from being a brother to being a caretaker to being a brother and we keep jumping backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards depending on who we're ministering to. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, we choose. You know, I want to use a story here. There was a, you'll know who I'm talking about, I'm not mentioning names, but there was a mother in our church in Sydney, Australia, (laughs) and she had a daughter. Oh, Jesus. And the daughter um, really uh, was very emotional and um, the mother was actually one of my leaders when she was, you know, well enough. She was one of my leaders. And uh, I said to her one day, I said, uh, 
Are you able to minister to your daughter? And uh, and she said, I think so. And I said, well, the day will come when you will be able to show us that you're able to minister to your daughter. And the day did come. That's right. The day did come and she could not minister to her daughter. Her daughter saw her only as her mother. Even though she was a leader in yep. the church, yep. she was nothing more than a mother. mother. Wow. And that is so serious because that could have led to major danger. See? Now, I have a daughter who is uh, a, a pastor in, in Sydney, Australia, and uh, I'm a mother to her, but I'm also a leader to her. Yep. And I have um, a jurisdiction, and I have a boundary, and I draw the line, yep. and uh, I'm definitely a leader to her. Most but definitely. I'm, I'm also a mother. Yep, most definitely. So, you know, it's important, guys. So you're saying the boundary line is always dependent upon the amount of investment? Definitely. The amount of relationship? Definitely. And I would say the amount of proximity? Yes, definitely. So you can't hot potato the truth with yeah. your, you know? Catch this, yeah. yeah. Mm. And then... Again, counselling is always the definition of giving someone an answer to a problem. But if you're not called, I go back to this pastoral thing. It's so important. You can't guide someone if you don't have an answer and you're not called to give an answer for what they're going through. You can't guide them. You can't guard them. Because they won't feel secure because you're still growing through what they're going through. Yeah. And you're still having to go to the water and drink in faith every day yeah. of your own volition. And speaking of guiding Ezekiel. And then you can't gather, meaning you can't bring the momentum of the gathering of their life together. You can't bring the people, the places and the provision can't bring in the no, you cannot. You cannot. Because there is a creative power when the Holy Spirit says, Pastor Tony said tonight, it is not your intellect that makes you a pastor or a prophet. It is not your ministry training. It is not your knowledge of the word of God. Paul said, I know all of that, and that means nothing. It's the call of God on your life that calls you to that office. And with that office, really important, you get everything you need for that office. Yeah, yeah, that and was And this powerful. is the key. You get fully equipped for the office that God's called you to. So the authority, the responsibility, the ability to bring change, it's all there. Wow. It's all there. Ooh, this is so good. And so in saying that, we don't want to get into fantasy land anymore. 
No. No more. It's not, hey, I, I can do it good too, Lord. I mean, Pastor Tony said tonight, I know how to do it. I know how to do it. That's a Cain attitude. But let me say, you might know how to do it, but you don't get the results that God gets when he does it. Yeah, Pastor Tony said to finish it. He said when God does it, what did he say, Lord? Um, we had said when God, this is, oh, this is the statement. Oh, my God, this is the one. He said, when God does it, he does it without one drop of blood. That's right. And he does it maximized. He maximizes it. Mm. Meaning he can, if he, can, he can literally evacuate a whole nation in one day without one drop of blood. Being shed. Meaning the children of Israel, he yes. took those he took those children of Israel out of Egypt within a twenty four hour span, and nobody and not had one a fight. Of them perished. Guess what, Pastor? And not one of them was in a fight. There was no bloodshed. And yet, the maximization of the anointing to part the Red Sea. Mm. It came so with the leadership. So in summary, I think you're saying if you live at the level of being just a brother, yeah. that person will never experience God getting to do it and the maximization of his power, his anointing in their life. Yeah. Because you won't be a keeper that points them back to God. And therefore, You'll be you a have to that draw to the line. To be a keeper, you have to draw the line. And you can't keep listening and then draw the line one time and then go yeah. back into the listening. You've got to draw the line and say straight out, no. You go no further. No further with this. No further. You draw the line. This is helping me. Hallelujah, Jesus. You draw the line. So the word is consistency. Totally. Consistent in you drawing the line and drawing it saying, no, don't give me your facts. I'll give you Jesus. You give me facts but I'll give you Jesus because I'm drawing the line with love for you, keeping you in Jesus' truth. There you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's enough to just in that. There you go. I just wanted to. I, I just press gonna say that's the it. difference. There you go. That's it's the difference. Nothing else to say or add to that. But so he, we've learned something, haven't we? We've learned just being brother is not enough. It's 
Amen. It will never, ever satisfy. It will never satisfy. And it will never be enough for the Lord. <laughs> wow. Well, listeners, there is definitely, we're probably going to continue with our Facebook Live fan base so we can just um we can um you know just continue this conversation because this is very helpful for those who are listening and i'm sure it'll be helpful for you guys as well on our spotify platforms anchor or wherever you're listening to this um but again feel free to join us on our facebook live and join in on the conversation and get all of these gems to help you in your life because that Amen. that so be it, <laughs> says the Lord. And we just hope you have a great night, evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this. They got some and questions enjoy. here. Yeah, we're gonna just say goodbye. Mm. She's gonna say she's just signing off to Spotify. So, okay. Bye bye now. We're, 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 we're I just you. got someone <laughs> busting yes, out keeping, of them there. We're she's keeping you. <laughs> We're keeping, keeping you me, alive. Keeping me, and I got someone life. busting. <laughs> Wait, I've got a question. I've yes. got a question. Look, they live with these demons all their lives. They can wait. Just We're keeping you. Longer. We're keeping you. In truth, wow. brethren, wait. Yes. I just get it. Amen. See you guys next time. Bye bye now. Bye. Yep. After that segment, your mind is being blown. Well, wait till you listen to it again and again. Look, we know that you won't be able to get all these gems in one viewing, so you're gonna need to watch it a couple more times to let it land. Head on over to TorqueTV.org to watch this portal and all the others, exclusively whenever you want, as many times as you want. This means gem after gem gets to blow your mind. We have unique subscription options that will suit you. So it's easy for anyone to watch. Torque TV. Hit that button, baby. Wow. All right, Torque. Oh. It's time. Come on, the time. Ask your question. <laughs> Get on this mic. The time. <laughs> we have a person here in the portal. <laughs> we actually audience. have an audience. So he's going to come up here. You can. Yeah, come on. Come you've on. never been up on our portals. Uh, ask. Welcome. Hello. Mic. What's your name? Alex. Hello. 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 Question. You guys always say weird stuff like that. So, Hi, what's everyone. your question? Toast the question, team, um, please, L for, for the uh, people online as well. I need some clarity. I okay. need some clarity. clarity. What am I like? What am it's, I? It's, what am I it's doing going on here? the back of Nate's um, question because I think there's about being your brother, knowing when to counsel or when not to counsel, when to give them to leadership, and then there's also people like at work or outside the church that may come to you with they need help or something, you know. So I feel like it's different with them. So my question is, like, we talked about the boundaries depends on the closeness and the relationship and how much you've been invested in. But uh, I do think if I have a brother and I'm my brother's keeper and he does something wrong, I can tell him in love, truth in love, hey, man, you're going the wrong way. Yeah. That's, that's cool, right? I think that what you just said is a key. Um, 
brother really should include keeper. Okay? So if you say you had a brother and you uh, saw him going the wrong way, you would become, just like Cain and Abel, you would want to be his keeper to help him uh, the right way. But the thing is, don't let your brother cause you to compromise because he's your brother. He's the key, okay? So when you say you had a brother and uh, your brother or your sister, right, was um, going the wrong way and you had opportunity to uh, bring Jesus truth, then uh, you would want to do that. And that's not something you jump in and out of, yeah. okay? That's something you build on. And I think to add to it, what I'm saying is it will always relate, God will always relate it to how that thing affects you in a relational aspect first and foremost, how that person is doing something that because now you're becoming a part of it, it affects you. Even if they're walking down a wrong road, it's affecting you because you're connected to their life and you don't want to see them make wrong choices. Yeah, It would never be from a perspective of direction or um, a place of giving counsel from where you haven't been yourself. Does that yeah. make sense? Like it affects you. Like it, it's, it's the tone. Tone is so important. It's the brother. I need to keep you in truth because I'm seeing you walk down this path. And as your friend in Christ, as your brother in Christ, this is affecting me now because I'm seeing you yeah. not get the best for your life and, that and not get the best of the fullness of the character of Christ. <laughs> and so the So it's the investment of love, it's the investment of I'm concerned that you're not getting the best. So you're affected not by them rejecting you, but you're affected by what you you see how they're mm, going mm, down mm. the right the wrong path. That was so key. Okay. If we communicate like that with our brethren, if we were to do that more often, we would point them in the in the right direction of change. Yeah. Wow. I said to someone tonight, they were coming to we had a conversation with this person and they came to a realization and you probably know who I'm talking about. They came to a realization um a couple of weeks ago we were counseling them and we weren't ministering in the sense of on the same level. We were giving them God's direction. So we weren't on the same level because we have already overcome in those areas as leaders and the Lord was dropping reamer in us that wasn't man-made. It, it wasn't from earth, sorry. It was straight from heaven. It was a blueprint from the throne room for that person to overcome in this area. And we were saying to them, you have portrayed yourself in a way for so long that now people see you that way. But now there's a wrestling in you because you don't like being seen that way. 
So now you have to make a change. You have to do something about it. And we were counselling that person, you need to take the stand to slowly enforce the new directive. Well, I talked with that person over the last couple of weeks and that person came to me and they said, yeah, but when I made that change to slowly enforce, hey, please see me different, it didn't happen straight away. And it's like Pastor said, it's not going to happen overnight. They have to consistently make that change. That, Excuse me. They have to consistently say, right, this is something. And this is what I said, and I believed it helped that person. If they come from the, perspe from, from the perspective of, don't treat me this way anymore, brother or sister, it'll just be taken in an offensive way. But if they come from the perspective of taking responsibility, this is the key. Ministry will always involve you taking responsibility when you speak to someone and not being void from responsibility. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. You yes. minister yes. from a perspective of I also have been challenged in this area and I need to take the responsibility of taking this back to the Lord. So I said to that person, you need to say to people, rather than don't treat me this way, you need to say, listen, brother or sister, I need you to understand that God is challenging me to take responsibility in this area of my life and my character because for too long I have let this happen. And yeah. now I have to take the responsibility of seeking change. So if I'm taking that responsibility, I need you as my brother or sister to keep me in truth and walk me through it by not letting me jump back into the cycle of letting you talk to me that way. It's a big thing to wrap your head around, but that makes you accountable and that makes that person accountable. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're, yes. you're enforcing godly boundaries. Yeah. But, as, but ministry will involve responsibility. You can't minister without taking responsibility. It's like we have a lot of people mm -hmm. that come up to the pulpit and they want to preach the revelation. But no one wants to share how they're being challenged with revelation. <laughs> Everyone wants to say what God That's is saying. Yep. But no one wants to say, but in my life, I have to accept this challenge of revelation yeah. for my life. That's why... Right. Look, so many people share on communion, myself included, right? But the one of the most powerful sharing on communions this whole first, this whole year of 2021 was when NIS got up 110%. and shared I have taken responsibility that I was trying to escape hearing God's voice and having intimate relationship with him. And because she shared from a responsible place, it changed us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She wasn't preaching principle. She wasn't preaching fact. Man. She wasn't preaching mm -hmm. a truth that she hadn't lived. She was being vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. More than vulnerable, she was taking responsibility and saying, I have deliberately seen God this way. And because I've seen him that way, I've been robbed. That required vulnerability. Mm. But in this ministerial thing, we have so many people that are just giving advice 
to other people thinking but they never actually but we and i'll say me because i've done it and when i'm and i'm still coming out of it we never actually take responsibility of how god is transforming us in that area we always want to make it about what the other person has to do mm. and that's where it will form into a ungodly form of counseling unless you take some responsibility in what wow. you're telling them to do amen, amen. Wow. and i was gonna ask that was my next question to follow up I'm keeping you in truth. You can leave now. I'm just kidding. You, Bye, can, you can stay. No, you can stay. You can <laughs> join us. Um, um, the next question was, so how do we confront in a healthy way without the argument of trying to prove right or wrong, but take responsibility on your part, on the only portion that you can take responsibility for, but also enforce. Now, I don't want to say, for lack of a better term, I'm using enforcing, but... I and I don't want to cut you off, but yes. I want to I want to get it out before I forget. I Go think ahead. what Pastor Robin has taught us, this is the most important. We always focus on the what of confrontation. There we go. You need to focus before you confront on the why yeah. and the how. When you get the why you're confronting, God will show you how to confront. Amen. If Amen. you always the focus. If you Amen. always focus on what you're confronting, you'll become a sin detective, <laughs> a flesh detective. Okay. Wow. And that's from counsel by God. Yeah. Yep. Wow. We are not even allowed to be flesh detectives of our own self. No, let alone So God ain't going to let you be else. a flesh detective of your brethren. So is there any more questions? Yeah, um, let's have a look because I've, I've clicked it, but there's not really wow. – I think okay. people just want to really – they Listen. just want to take it in. What would you say? I got, I got um, a question. No, a healthy confront because I know you love confrontation. Uh, not really. No, but it's a good. I'm learning. <laughs> healthy. I'm learning in my cornerstones of communication course that is a healthy thing. Yeah. If you don't love confrontation, the world has made it seem like that is it's not a, a healthy thing. thing. I will never See? back down from confrontation. Confrontation uh, is a part of being an assertive personality. Yeah. Jesus yeah. was an assertive personality. And he confronted. So, yeah, so this is what I need help clarifying because I don't see confrontation as a bad thing. Not, but I, I feel like I, sometimes I neither always is hard love. Question. Oh, Jesus. Love. I'm, I'm the opposite of you, Shanae. I've always avoided confrontation. I don't mind it. I'm a people. I've been. A, I'm getting the freedom from people well, pleasing. You, if you and keep avoiding giving people what they want, so I can walk around. You will become a man pleaser. Oh, right. I'm getting freedom. Jesus. I'm getting freedom. Yes. You can't be a man pleaser and be a God pleaser. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. That's another They can hit that Amen. one. But can I say, again, from the emotional perspective, yeah. yours is a bit of an escape. Yeah. So say it, say it. Because when, when you dive into confrontation like that, it becomes a bit of an escape. But do you, when you confront, Explain expect it. to get a positive answer? I do have an expectation to resolve it at least. And that's where uh, you said that that was a fantasy and that makes me mad. It's a fantasy. Yeah, it's You're not, not going to happen overnight. You're not confronting to get a positive answer. You're yeah, see, confronting to show it. truth. Mm. 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 Show Jesus. So, to show Jesus. And what I mean by escape you, is if you fall into confronting before investing right this is why I'm that's where now. it's an escape because the confronting becomes easier 
than the empathy, the investment. God will, can I say this? God will only let you confront if you're invested. Yes. Amen. A hundred percent. I got that God tonight. Yeah. We we are really, a lot really, there. a lot that people can take in now. And uh, I know that this has so been much. a good portal. <laughs> We've now seen the difference between the way a brother behaves and the way a keeper behaves, someone who cares. And a true keeper is a brother. Mm-hmm. Mm. So in saying that... There's no more questions. There's no more questions. Bye-bye now. And so where's our little grandbaby? Would you like to grab him, Alex? He needs to come in. We've got to get our portals mascot. I've got to get our portals mascot. Because he is... He's been busting at the seams to come up. Busting a run up on this stage. And yeah, yeah. And Pastor, you did an amazing job with open eyes. We are so excited to see it. Thank you. That was very confrontational. It was very It was good, but, but it's it good was confrontational. so good because I am so tired of people's insight. And let's get back to the word of yeah. what the word says. Nobody says comes. what it means. And a one, two, three, take it away. on Spotify. We're going to include the whole thing on Spotify for this one, Shania. Wow. It's going to be a two-hour episode. Let's do it. Fabulous. Why not? But we love you. We have enough junk on YouTube. <laughs> Let's right. put something worth listening to. We love you guys. God Uh-oh. bless. We'll see you next week on... Ooh. Ooh.
your turn. <laughs> bye bye now. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Portals Podcast. We hope you were encouraged, uplifted, and challenged to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus. To get the latest episode, don't forget to subscribe to the Portals Podcast either via iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or your talk app. Why don't you go ahead and share this with someone that you know needs to hear these life-changing truths that were revealed today. Or you can even tell us how it affected you by leaving us a comment or a review. We look forward to being with you again shortly. Until next time, God bless.